Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Champions League final edition. I'm your host Ross, and joining me tonight we have uh, Adam, Colin, Mark, and Chris. Hey, good chaps. Hello. Hello. We've literally full time was what half an hour ago. Yeah. I don't think you get many other football podcasts that could bring you to do their podcast this quickly. Uh, it's all over. Barcelona won three one in the end. Um, they've only scored four, didn't they, Adam? Four perfectly good goals. Yeah. <laughs> Morata though getting one against Barca he just likes to score against Spanish teams it seems that must have felt good yeah yeah but must have must have wiped away some of the pain from the other two goals he scored (laughs) yeah Perez may got a a little smile out of that one after claiming he wasn't good enough before Uh, but yeah that's it it's over this season the surprise winners Barcelona no one saw this coming at the start of the season spent £138 million in the summer yeah, but some of that was on Thomas Vermaelen, come on. Under a transfer ban, I should say. You know. Yeah, well, well done, Thomas Vermaelen. One game all season, three trophies. <laughs> He's when David Bay. When he was in his kit, I was like, ah, oh, fair, fair enough. Then when I checked, the, I was I was writing a tweet about how ridiculous it was that he was in his, his kit, and obviously mm. a name like that's difficult to spell, so I went yeah. to the... I went to look at the list of substitutes so I could spell it properly to find out he wasn't even fucking there. <laughs> That's above and beyond John Terry-esque, that is. I mean, one game all season and three trophies. That's efficient. <laughs> My favourite thing is the fact that winning the Champions League has cost, um, has gained Arsenal €4 million. Euros. Yeah. <laughs> they must be loving that. Yeah, anyway, let's... Um... <laughs> I think Adam, you're the, the biggest uh, Barcelona fan amongst us. Oh, I'm sat here. On my, I'm sat here on my Barcelona shirt right now. Sickening. Chris, you're a big Juve uh, supporter in this game. Yeah, they were always my because uh, they football Italia team. Yeah, same as back in the early nineties. Uh, Colin, you didn't really have a horse in this race, did you? No, not really. So it was quite <laughs> foreign, Mark, wasn't it, Colin? <laughs> 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 yeah, it, it was. It was. Um, it was good not to have any sort of bias one way or the other, or so it was good just to enjoy a good game of football. You don't mean that. You've just been rooting for one team at least. Football was the winner for Colin. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, honestly, not really. Um, I mean, the, the, I, I knew that obviously Juventus were the underdogs, so there was sort of that inkling in me, but. Um, what was that screenshot I sent to our private chat? That was, This is technically the same game that we see at Ellen Road. <laughs> technically, the same sport. Um, Mark, what, what was your thoughts before the game? Who were you, who were you backing? I was, only, I was torn a little bit because, you know, Messi's mind, along with a lot of other people's favourite player. Mm. But again, I wanted the underdog, so I had a bit of a, bit of a thing for Juventus to win. Yeah. But again, I wanted football to be the winner. I think it was mainly. 
It was. Okay. I mean, especially when the first goal went in, you thought that Barcelona were going to absolutely twat them. But, mm. um, you know, Juve hung in there till half time, got the goal. And for a time in the second half, it looked like they would be the winner. And then Suarez's yeah. goal came at just the wrong time. Yeah, you were really on top, weren't they, when Suarez scored? The first half for me, me reminded me of um, a bit like a boxing match where mm. it was like Juve got got smashed early in the face and it, it it dazed them a little bit. And then you sort of just had this period where they just decided to just shut up shop for a bit yeah. and decided, look, we're just going to deal with this and then we're going to get something to build on. Yeah, we're going to get and, to the end of the round and then we're going to start again. Yeah, and then we're going to get progressively more... And then they got more and more adventurous because they knew they had to. Mm. Um, I thought they were very impressive in that first half, considering what happened to them so early on. That fellow in goal is pretty good, isn't he, Chris? That Buffon, Brad. Yeah, you see, I was unsure whether for that second goal, whether they were, um, the Suarez boy, that'd be his fault or not. It, it bounced just in front of him, didn't it? Yeah. That's what it looked like to I me. Mean, as a fully paid up member of the goalkeepers union, I think I'm going to blame this slow defence for it. <laughs> that's their that's their one massive downfall, Juve. Very yeah, slow defence. You could tell in the first 20 minutes or so they missed Chiellini. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Barzagli's a decent defender, but against Barca and uh, Messi and Suarez and Neymar, it's, it's a tough task for any defender, really. Yeah, I mean they were just sort of holes opening up, weren't they? And mm-hmm. at least twice they were five on three as well. Somehow managed to miss both. of them. This is the first time I've really seen um, Pogba in the flesh, not in the flesh, but on the and again a game, and he looks like a monster. <laughs> He's great, isn't he? That bit, in the, that bit in the second half, I think Chris, you tweeted about it when he was running side by side with Danny Alves. Yes, I was just going to say that. Yeah, he um, honestly, it's just like he sort of picked up a small child and threw him to the ground. Because <laughs> Alves, I mean, is I mean no da- Danny Alves was willing to let himself go to the ground. That's <laughs> yeah. not. I like him. That's not. Pogba had, start, had just started to get had got a pace in front of him, yeah. and then was like, "No, I'm just no, I'm going to buy this. <laughs> I just, I, I'm not going to let us go this far, though. Especially I haven't talked about that first goal, just overlooking how brilliant Iniesta was in that. Talks for it. I can't, I can't put that into words. <laughs> what you're asking me to do is ridiculous. That's not an unfair task. It was, was it was it better than Marquisio's back heel for the uh, Juve goal? Though? No. <laughs> Well, because it came from an error, the um, uh, the, the Barcelona goal. They pointed out the fact that Vidal, um, who seemed to be having an absolute mare, he lost yeah. um, uh, he lost Rakitic, didn't he? If you watched it on Sky like I did, they pointed that out at nauseam. <laughs> oh, did they? <laughs> yeah, Scott, Thierry Henry and Graham Sooner started having a, an argument. They were in a bit of an argument about it, weren't they? Yeah, which is brave of Henry. <laughs> <laughs> It's odd that they didn't actually refer back to the studio to hear Romu's opinions on a handballed goal, though. <laughs> <laughs> they left that one alone. It's probably because no one's got five million euros on them. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, the first, well, the Barcelona first goal, it was it, every outfield player touched the ball, thinking to build up to it. And the the the, the um, crossfield pass from Messi. Yes. He can just do that all day for fun, can't he? Was it Jordi Alba on the received that pass yeah um, on the left yeah yes yeah, so he then because um, then he gave it off to Neymar didn't he ran into the box yeah for all that goal was a beautiful goal in the way they did it did they do anything that was spectacular to, to score that goal they just play simple football really well that's, that's but, they do, it's the, but it's the I know it's simple but they do it so quickly 
yeah, yeah. but it looks so you, you think it looks great because it is done so well but when you actually analyze each pass and each run it's like so basic but they do it so quick and so well that it looks complicated and it's not yeah yeah, it's just the rest of the clearly, speed which they do it. But it clearly is because otherwise, as Ross said about the same sport, everyone would be doing it. Yeah, we've watched the, this, <laughs> technically the same sport being played a lot this season. <laughs> but so that's the thing with that first goal. They make it look so easy that you kind of think, well... Why isn't everyone doing it? Why isn't everyone doing that? And you kind of think, well, I could do that, surely. But of course <laughs> it's not. It's just so, so, so fast and so slick and uh, ruthless, isn't it? Yeah. It is... That was the second half, though. Like you said, you make them out of blocks, and they really it took a two-passer for a good what, 20, 25 minutes until the Suarez goal, basically. Barca were a bit rattled, weren't they? Yeah, they were getting getting stuck in as well, and Perlo decided to move away from me as a as defensive D and get involved in the game. Well, Suarez missed that shot, didn't he, just before um, Juve scored? You know, the one mm. where he went to uh, Buffon's near post? Yes. Another good save by Buffon. Yeah, and then they scored not long after that, didn't they? Um, yeah. The overall stats: seventeen shots to fourteen on Barca's favour, six on target, eight on target to six. It's, it's fairly even. I mean, the passes is always going to be massively outweighed in possession, but you may hang with them for a lot of the game. But like Mark said, it's just the speed, and a Juve defender just cannot keep up with it. They're just spinning around a lot. Of the time. And I think as as much as as much as we praised Juve for for digging in in that first half and and keeping themselves in the game. I think Barcelona were a bit profligate. Yeah, missing the first. They had a couple chances. of chances. Had a couple of chances. Maybe they they should have felt that they should have been going in at half time, two or three up. And some of that wasn't through their own fault. There was a fantastic save from Buffon for that that chance from Dani Alves. Yeah, Suarez's David Daisy Cutter was very close as well. Just right past the post. <laughs> Colin, I want to know some more thoughts from you on what. Like, you don't watch this level of football very often, do you, really? No, you could argue that you, you, you don't really see it that often in the Premier League either. Oh, no, not this. This entertaining of a game, I don't think you do. It, it must seem like a world away from watching the Football League show. Um... The, pi- the pitch wasn't. <laughs> no. I, I don't know, really. I mean, it's, it's, it's just nice to just watch a, a good game of football hmm. between two good teams I mean I don't know if you wanted to if, if you wanted to be picky you could argue oh maybe there's a little bit of play acting going on a little bit of too much rolling around on the floor but that's European football isn't it yeah doesn't matter if that's the final or a group game or a qualifier it's, it's happening somewhere and I don't, I don't think there was too much of that to be fair only in the final five ten minutes, really. But that's just killing time, isn't it? I can only the only the only examples I can think of, uh, and I, I, the Suarez one, and I think he might actually be quite hurt. He took a minute and twenty to get off the pitch for his substitution as well. We'll wait and see about that, but I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that he's actually hurt. <laughs> yeah, does not he? Um, the funny thing one about that was um, when he first went down, Andy Townsend was all over him for sort of time wasting and faking an injury, <laughs> and then he suddenly saw in slow motion how he felt. Or sort of fell down and went. Oh, actually, there was one particular. <laughs> there was one particular view where I saw his where I saw his knee bent and it it, it I had to turn away. It bent the wrong way. I take those was... I take those things too personally. Mm. That was like my clone, wasn't it, in the World Cup? Yeah, just collapsed. Yeah. Or Joe Cole. Mm. 
or the, the list goes on. Yeah. Um, and there was one in the first half, which was when he was touched, but he made a meal of it because he jumped up in the air. And that was, but <laughs> that's what Sergio Busquets does. But <laughs> yeah. well, one of the things I took away from that, and I was thinking, is that if we say that Barcelona was the best team and they were the best team, how would they fare against the best team in England? If we say that's Chelsea, for example, how far away are English teams from the absolute top level of European football? I, I don't think we're a million miles away. I think Chelsea for the best team, team best equipped to play them. I think they'd probably give the better account of any team in the Premier League. I'd fear for any other team playing against them. Though. What I mean, was, what do was you Mourinho's think... record like against Barca when he was at Roma? Not great. No. But that was Guardiola's Barca. Well, yeah. That's what, yeah. I mean, my, my other thought would be if Barcelona were in the Premier League, would they wipe the floor with everybody? Yes. No, I don't think they would. <laughs> you, well, you can't play this football, this is a cliche, but on a wet and windy Stoke. I think, I think they'd... I, I think they'd win the. I think they'd win the Premier League. I don't think they'd run away with it. No, because Chelsea would still be winning games every week as well. Well, they might be. They, I think they might. I think it, it's difficult to judge that because there are a lot of games that they play that are pointless. They, the teams just yeah, it's just a walkover. Yeah. When they've come up against our best team over the last few years in European football over two legs, whether it's been Manchester City or Arsenal or whoever, mm. how often have they ever come a cropper? No. But and that's where the league will be won and won, lost if, you, if you're saying it's going to be close, which it could be because you're right, Chelsea and Manchester City would keep winning, but how often would Barcelona lose the big games if they played in the Premier League? Mm. I, and I agree with you, but there's also, you have to, when you look at it like that, those teams are, are very calculated in the way they're playing two-legged football, especially when you look at a Mourinho performance... Yeah, exactly. He did, from, he did himself this season, didn't he? You think, yeah, you think... Well, he, he'll, he'll pretty much write one leg off. Yeah. In just an attempt not to lose, not to concede. So... Mm. Uh, but I think where Barcelona, Barcelona would perhaps come undone would be their famously struggle in games after Champions League games, and inter, especially international breaks. And if you've got an international break and you're playing against a bar at home, that's very different to <laughs> playing against. I know, I know we talk, you talk about cliche, but in the Premier League, you could have a much harder game against someone like Stoke. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to get an easy ride from a Mark Hughes team four days after a Champions League game. I, I remember a good point by Jose Mourinho towards the end of the season, and he was asked why he loves English football so much. And he says because the, one of the reasons it's different is because teams really give it a go right till the last minute. And, and I think he was talking after the Crystal Palace game. And he says, look, they've got nothing to play for. Nothing to play for at all. Yeah. They didn't need to give us a game like that. They didn't need to go in 100% on us. But they did. That's what Steven Jarrah keeps telling them. <laughs> <laughs> Even now, Chris, you would have thought it was ended by now, wouldn't you? Honestly, small man syndrome. <laughs> don't don't worry, he'll be back. I'm sure. I reckon he could have a, a cheeky loan spell back at Man back at Liverpool. <laughs> oh well, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Just gonna wait and see. It, it is nice to see an Italian team back at this level, though. But for me personally, 
like Chris said earlier, I grew up watching Italian, uh, Italian football on Channel 4 on Sunday afternoons. And Juve putting aside all of the massive cheating and bribing of referees. Um, they're Italy's biggest team, aren't they, by a mile? Um, well, apart from the fact that most of Italy hates them, don't they? At the moment, they're the biggest team. I would have thought historically Milan. Well, yeah, yeah, I kind of mean now because yeah, both, both Milan teams are kind of in the shitter at the minute, <laughs> eighth and tenth this season, respectively. But it's difficult to work out, Chris, because I can't, I, you can't even confirm how many titles you've have won. <laughs> yeah. Depends who you ask. Doesn't it? Is it thirty? Yeah, is it thirty-three? <laughs> who knows? But yeah, they seem to be back to the level that they were at. 10, 15 years ago? Maybe not even that, I suppose. It'll be interesting to see how they do in Europe next season. Mm. Um, because Pirlo's leaving. Um, Pogba, there's been a lot of talk about Pogba, and he's such a big engine for that team. Vidal as well, he's either injured and passed it, or he's off to join somebody else, depending on what you read. So it'll be, be interesting to see what team they've got next season. Well, just on that point, how many of those players that we saw tonight do you think could make an appearance in the Premier League in the Vidal, upcoming season? Probably. Pogba? Yeah. The, the money you're talking about for him seems a hell of a lot of money, but I suppose that's football now, isn't it? You have to pay that sort of money to just get a club to release a player of that ability. It's, that, it's there or, it, or Juve, though. I can't see any other market for Pogba anymore. No. He, is, he, he seems like a natural replacement for Yaya Torre. I think both in stature and the way he plays. He's very uh, ball down, head towards the goal. But the only thing is, that City have got rid of Dedrick Boyata, they've got rid of Frank Lampard and Milner this season. They need to get their English quota up, which means they'll probably go for Sterling, plus somebody else English as well. Gerard on loan. Gerard on loan, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Sterling, Gerard on loan, and then, um, and then Pogba. Would Pogba not classify him as a homegrown player, though, for his time at Man United's Youth Academy? He might be, might he? He probably was. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I think maybe yeah, that's probably the only two, though. You can't see any of those Barca players. I would have said Pedro before he signed his new deal. He's not going anywhere now. And well, does, their, um, does their transfer embargo include transfers out of the club as well? No, they can transfer players out. Hmm. And they can, they can still, they can't, they can still sign players. They can't register players. Oh right, okay. So they could have someone and have them play for. They could either send them out on loan until January, hmm. or have them play for Barcelona B. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Any other points then from uh, the Champions League final? Anything we missed? Oh, we have missed. Uh, double denim guy. What was going on there? That was fantastic. What? <laughs> that would not happen in England. You no. Not have no. an assistant coach wearing double denim. You'd have him wearing shorts. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You know your place. Shorts. <laughs> you're my assistant. <laughs> shorts and holding a cat, holding, holding a, um, a whole load of cones. Not, not in a denim shirt holding an iPad. <laughs> That said, we've had a man with a brolly and a cup of tea before on the touchline. <laughs> and Steve Sorry. McLaren. Yeah, but he plays by his own rules. Talking of someone who plays by his own rules, my favourite part, I think, of the whole, the whole, the whole final was the Catalan flag in the centre circle. Mm-hmm. 
by Gerard Piquet. <laughs> nice. I know we what got here now, so... Pardon? What did he do? He, he went into the crowd, stole someone's giant Catalan flag on a stick, and then soon us to the flag right into the middle of the centre circle. <laughs> Naughty. But one other point from me is, is, is that the last time we'll see the Champions League final on free-to-air? Is it all going to BT Sport from now on in the UK? Yep. Next season it is, yeah. Seriously, BT Sport? BT Sport. Oh, fuck off. That's great. Is it? Well, it is if yeah. you've got BT Sport. I've got exactly. it. I've never watched it. Have you not? No. <laughs> is it Michael Owen on there? Yeah. Uh, I think they've got Gary Lineker next season, haven't they, as their um, anchor? They also have Andy Townsend. Uh, you see? Their Premier League stuff is awful. Their European stuff is brilliant. What I don't get about BT Sport is that they should take... The, the model that Sky Sports have is that these people are paying for this, so yeah. they clearly care about their sports, so they want a sort of a high-quality, um, high-brow product. And BT Sport have gone, well, people who've got this are almost definitely already paying for Sky Sports. <laughs> So they're so keen, they're paying for this as well. But let's give them Roger, Robbie Savage. <laughs> but you're not, you're not really paying for it, are you? It's, like, it's a sweetness trying you to entice you to sign up to their broadband package. Mm. And people can play about Jamie Redknapp on Sky anyway. Rightly so. Yeah, it's not as if Sky have got a sort of flawless pundit. Well, can I just take a step back? Is Gary Lineker leaving the BBC? You say? No, he no. signed a new contract with the BBC only this week. I read, I read he's going to be the. Um, but they do this a lot. I mean, if you stream, um, if you don't have Sky Sports and you stream European matches, and you see Shearer or Lineker or something doing some yeah. Middle East work. I was going to say Lineker works for BN Sport as well, doesn't he? Or, yeah. Yeah. Or, or he did anyway. He's got to do something with his Tuesdays, Colin. <laughs> he he's had to take a pay cut at the BBC. That's why he's got gone for the BT job. Yeah. But wasn't his, his contract for £5 million, pounds, so don't feel too sorry for him. About his... <laughs> I'm sure he's doing all About his pay cut. And I imagine Walkers are still lining his pockets with a few quid. <laughs> <laughs> Almost certainly, yeah. Sorry. They don't, they pay him in crisps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's paying. That, that's like free. That's like money anyway. He's only going to spend that money on crisps himself. <laughs> do, you think, do you think he's selling them out there with the big wholesale boxes out of that? <laughs> <laughs> Not, Not for resale. <laughs> Do you want to know an interesting fact about Walker's crisps? Go on, go on. The end date on a packet of crisps is always on a Saturday. Right. True fact. Check it out. You find a packet of Walker's crisps, and if you find one that doesn't expire on a Saturday, then keep hold of it. <laughs> could be worth a fortune. Worth <laughs> yeah. I used to work for Walker's crisps, and I used to know the reason why, but I can't now. Well, more people are off work on Saturdays than go and buy some more. I I know that you, you used to get free crisps if you were there. Oh, brilliant. I was a whale. <laughs> <clears throat> right, let's finish up this, uh, or the end of the season for Randall Post with a bit of gossip, shall we? We all have gossip. Uh, let's see your thoughts on this one. Manchester City is set to offer £25 million plus £5 million in add-ons for Raheem Sterling. Is £30 million enough to get him, Chris? I don't think £30 million is enough, but I can see him going to City. Yeah? Yeah. Even though he misses London. Uh, well, we'll soon see how much he misses London when they offer him 900 grand. Yeah, yeah. I want someone to do that. I want Liverpool to do that. Call his bluff. We should have done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, the Reds are a system that he's not for sale, though. However, they are considering a bid of 10... Oh, no, they're considering a bid for Kieran Trippier after having a £10 million offer for Nathaniel Klein rejected. Good, because um, what you really want is pushing forward into fourth place is to sign Danny Ings and Kieran Trippier. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. You've got Danny Alves, cannot be anchor. You've got um, Gignac. You've got... Andre Ayew, all these bloody players available on a free. I know, we'll go for Kieran Trippier and flip in Nathaniel Klein. Yeah, good point. <laughs> and, uh, Daniel, um, not da- Danny Ings isn't even available on a free to Liverpool. No, no exactly. Let's pay up to £12 million pounds for him. Honestly. Uh, the only thing I can think of about the Raheem Sterling thing is, think two years ago when um, Suarez was linked so heavily with Arsenal and mm. John Henry did play hardball with them. He did, um, yeah. Didn't he? he did, didn't, I, when you say hardball, didn't he? Didn't he just lie? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and he offered over fifty million. <laughs> no, because yeah. that shouldn't. Well, that... no, he didn't. He didn't lie because the um, they met the the buyout clause of forty million pounds. For they offered the forty million and one, and he just thought, well, sod it, no, I'm not selling. <laughs> yeah, well, no, he doesn't. No, it doesn't doesn't work. Yeah. Doesn't work. No, knowing that by the time any le- any sort of legal move wouldn't be able to work in time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just one point on that. I remember having a conversation with you, Chris, about when I think it was the I think it was after the biting. It was either the biting or the racism. I can't remember uh, of <laughs> Suarez. Which and, biting? <laughs> and you, Chris, I think as a lot of Liverpool fans were were very sort of holier than thou and said, no, just get the guy out of this club. Our club's more important than these sort of players. And I said, look, Suarez is great. Keep him at all costs. Because of the way that um, I, I forgot his name now. Who are we talking about? Um, Sterling. 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 Because Sterling's been a bit of a twat. You know, a lot of Liverpool fans are saying we don't need him. Just get rid of him. Just get rid of him. Just get a yeah. decent bit of money. Get rid. Are you of the same opinion now, Chris? Just hey, if you get thirty million quid, get thirty million quid. Um, I thought we should have got rid of Suarez after the racism thing. The yeah. biting thing. Who really cares about biting? It's not like you broke someone's leg, is it? So I was happy kept him after that, um, which I think me and Mark spoke about at the time, didn't we? Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I think Sterling's a bad egg, and he obviously doesn't want to be there. And we should sell him uh, somewhere where we're going to get the best deal for ourselves. Mm. Benitez is a fan of his over in Madrid, so if we can get him out of this country, the better. He's not playing for a direct competitor. Um, if not, then you know whatever. He can go to City. That's fine. It can be their new Scott Sinclair. <laughs> That's a D. <laughs> uh, this is a story that I'm sure was just over from last season, but Arsenal have made a 29 million pound offer for Gonzalo Higuain. I'm sure that's been repeated every single season for about five years now. <laughs> <laughs> They're never going to sign him. The value keeps going up as he yeah. gets worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they've bid 29, 29 put four, and apparently uh, Napoli want 36 million for him. They bought him for thirty odd, didn't they? And isn't that isn't that the money that they refused to pay Real Madrid to sign him originally? Yeah. That they, that <laughs> they wouldn't just pay that extra like classic Arsene Wenger wouldn't pay the extra two million pounds. Yeah, exactly. So they ended up without him. Yeah. Although Higuain is not in favour is he at Napoli? He's good. he's cost them what forty million twice apparently in the past week. That's what they said about him. Yeah, that was a massive dig. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, another one that gets mentioned every preseason, Karim Benzema. Is he going to come to the Premier League? Apparently, Man United want him now. He'll never well, come, will he? Well, I saw a, I saw a report saying that 
Benitez isn't going to play him as his centre forward, so they could, he could do. Yeah, he says he's going to use Ronaldo as the uh, number nine. I mean, can we just take a minute to talk about why why Rafael Benitez is Real Madrid's manager? <laughs> I mean, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> they really want to win that UEFA Cup. That's all you're doing this season. <laughs> Sticking up for Rafa a little bit. I know he spent a lot to get to where he is, but he's a two-time La Liga champion, Champions yeah, League 12 winner. Twelve years ago. <laughs> well, he's not been in La Liga, is he? So, 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 so is Capello. Why don't we? <laughs> yeah, but he's not the monkey that everybody. He's not, you know, there's a fat Spanish waiter thing that comes around. He's not a complete gimp, is he? No, but he did turn down a chance to be West Ham manager. So, you know. Well, there you go, wouldn't you? <laughs> Where'd you rather live, London or Madrid? And ask Colin this question. <laughs> Who would you rather have managing you, Rafael Benitez or Carlo Ancelotti? <laughs> I, I'd rather have Carlo Ancelotti, yeah, but um, I don't think Rafa's the the amateur everybody makes him out to be. Well, it's, listen, if he wins, if he wins everything with Real Madrid, he'll win it playing like his old Liverpool team, which mm. isn't going to keep Madrid, the Madrid president, happy. So he'll get the sack, or he'll make them play like a load of shit with a with a bunch of players who play attacking football, and he'd be sacked by Christmas. Yeah. Maybe this is a ploy just to get clocked by November. <laughs> like a song. Um, Van Persie <laughs> has apparently agreed a move to uh, Lazio. Ten million pound move. That feels like a steal for Manchester United. Yeah, just a bit. Ten million for a man that's clearly past his best. They got so, closer as well, haven't they? Yes. Wow. Slowest front two in world football. Who scored the other day? I love closer. Uh, Radamel Falcao, who spent the last part of last season on loan at Man United, has encouraged Chelsea to make a move for him. Bizarre. He wants to make. Sure wants... Yeah. <laughs> Strange. Just just making kissy faces at Jose Mourinho. Yeah. Hmm. I've I've heard other sources saying that that could happen. I don't I don't know why, but there seems to be some sort of. Well, Chelsea do need another striker. And who's 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 Falcao's agent? <laughs> who's Jose Mourinho's agent? <laughs> oh, really? Illusion. There was rumours, wasn't there, that Costa wants to leave and go oh, back really? to Spain? Yeah, seen them. That also feels odd to me. Hmm. Sounded very good first season. Where does he want to go? Brazil. <laughs> if he wants to go back to Spain, it rules out Real because they said they're going to use Ronaldo as the front striker. Yeah. He's not going to get in the Barca's team, I wouldn't have thought. Back to Afleco. Well, the thing is with this Chelsea thing, you've got Remy, who's fit and well. You've got um, Costa, who, if he stays, could be injured a fair bit. I don't even think he's 26 years old. He's got to add a few years on to that. Um, You've got Drogba, who's left. So there's every reason for them to want a striker, but whether it's Falcao or not is your answer to your problems. And what the hell is your question? Hmm. Here's one for you, Chris. Liverpool set to complete the signing of uh, Bolton goalkeeper Adam Bogdan on a free transfer. Probably. They'll stick him up front as well. Strengthening that push before, <laughs> like you say. Championship <laughs> player. Um, yeah, I think... He, is he available on a free or something? Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. He's been let go by Bolton, but picked up by Liverpool. Good. I mean, but to follow on from, from Chris's point, if Brad Jones is the answer, that's the question. <laughs> so... <laughs> uh, right. Chaps, that is pretty much all for this season of Man on the Post podcasts. It will return next season. I should give a quick plug to the website. We've got a fantastic uh, 
new art put up by Rod Christopher, who is a former football coach at Man United and Leeds United. Uh, he worked for Bobby Charlton Soccer Schools. Um, he's going to be basically putting down his memoirs on the website over the next couple of months. So make sure you check out those. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Man on the Post. Uh, we're on Facebook, but we don't. We just see our tweets there. So just follow us on Twitter. It's easier. Um, you can you can find out what Colin is tweeting all about on his Twitter at Cass C A S seven zero seven. And Adams he, he is on Twitter as Adam S A one hundred one. Mark is at the Football Pink. Uh, is there any more Football Pinks coming soon, Mark? Uh, August issue nine. Yeah. Excellent. And Chris, uh, what is your Twitter handle? At the armband. There you go. You never, you never really say that. No, I know. Nobody wants to follow me. He's got secrets to hide, people. Make sure you follow him. <laughs> well, there, I've got something up on um, uh, in bed with uh, Maradona this week. So if you want to have a look at something, have a look at that. About yeah. first place for um, football appeared in New York. Okay, excellent. Where can, we, where can you find it? Uh, in bed with Maradona. Okay. So, that is all. Thank you, gentlemen, for this season of podcasts. Uh, good luck, Chris, taking the host chair with uh, the rest of this lot next season. Thank you very much. I'm just wondering what we do now between now and August. <laughs> Anything you want, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> now we can do some summer podcasts. There's a Women's World Cup happening. I've been half heard. Can we do the Tour de France? <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> so, until next season, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Adam. Bye. Goodbye from Colin. Goodbye from Mark. See ya. And goodbye from Chris. See ya. And until next season, always remember to have your man on the post. Chris, were you the one doing the tweets from the man on the post account? Tonight, yeah, I didn't see any of the game. I was just looking at my screen. <laughs> it's really hard to do. It is. I, sometimes I have to force myself to just to put my phone down because you realise that you're not actually watching the game through the screen that's in front of you. Yeah. You're instead just reading about it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. I can't spell Rakitic either. I was glad with email. <laughs> the the Haman tweet was pure genius. Yes. Oh, well, thank you. I love that one. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to take your lead and tomorrow I'm going to live tweet um, Bradley Wiggins' hour record when, from the, the velodrome that'll be fun he's going round another lap done <laughs> another lap done make sure you put the lap counter on there as well I'm going to watch the first five minutes and the last five minutes I think is it on ITV4? no it's on Sky 1 oh is it? Oh, I won't see it then but they might have made it free to air oh Colin's all over that if it is I'm not. Sh- I'm not 100 sure. Hey, I've got Sky One. <laughs> if you can send me that file over, Colin, I'll get that edited. To... I will do. Okay. And go on. There go. There. I'm only going to talk about Bradley Wiggins. Absolutely. And and I think as well. I don't know what your thoughts are on this Ross and, and the rest of the team, but I, I think maybe we should start sort of just putting out feelers for for what sort of input they want on the the podcast next year, uh, well next season. Yeah. Um. What what bits they want. What bits they don't want. Um. I think it's clear they all want you tweet. <laughs> well, it seems to. It seems so. Um, Have I missed more tweets from Colin Render again? <laughs>